Welcome to the Military Child Education Coalition podcast, the show that illuminates a wide range of challenges and triumphs our military-connected kids experience. My name is Katie Sellers, and I'll be your host. We want to thank HEB for making today's podcast possible. HEB Operation Appreciation is a company-wide campaign created to honor the brave men and women of the U.S. Armed Forces through partnering with organizations like IMSEC. In contributing time, talent, financial support, HEB recognizes and appreciates the dedication and sacrifices service members make on behalf of the nation. For our listeners in Texas, check out one of your neighborhood HEB grocery stores. Normally, my mom, Susan Sellers, would be hosting, but she thought it would be cool if I, her daughter, hosted instead. That is because Hadley and I have both had our dads retire this past year. Retiring is a huge deal for members of the military, more so than other jobs. That's because being in the Army isn't just a job. It's a lifestyle, not only for the soldier, but for his or her entire family. When your dad or mom finally retires, it can be really, really strange. Today, Hadley and I will discuss the good, bad, and just flat out weird parts of retirement for a military kid. Hadley, welcome. I think you should start out by telling us a little bit about yourself, Hadley. Um, let's see. I am a junior in high school. I like to read. I've moved seven times. Uh, my dad was in the military for 27 years, and I've been an army brat my whole life up until, I mean, I guess I say up until now, but I'm, st- I'm still an army brat. It, it takes a while to wrap my head around that. Um, I love volleyball. It's like my whole life. Yeah. It's like that Instagram thing. It's like, this isn't a hobby. It's my whole life. That's what volleyball is. It's, I don't have time for like anything else. And somehow I still do all of the other things. So it's pretty busy, (laughs) which I think was helpful with the retirement thing because it was hard to accept for a while and keeping busy made it a lot easier. Like you have much less time to think It's like, just sit there and think about like how it was and how it is now. It's just kind of like it is and you accept it and you move on because you don't have time to sit there and focus on it. So like I have a game in five minutes. I can't (laughs) be reminiscing on old houses and the fact that there are no military vehicles around. I just need to get in game mode. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, especially during like at the beginning of school, the season is like every day you have games twice a week. You have um, practice every day on the weekends. It's like you do all your homework. So you have no time for anything. And like, it's kind of hard to think about retirement when you're like in midair trying to hit a ball. So that was, that was helpful. Yeah. I didn't like think about that until uh, like recently. I didn't realize how much keeping busy was going to help me. So. Like volleyball being something you really liked. And then also like being so busy, especially since it's your junior year and my junior year too. So I understand that it gets really, really all of it. Like just a couple weeks ago, it was a Tuesday, a Tuesday night. And I'd stay up till like one in the morning doing homework. And I had no, I was like, it's Tuesday. I had no idea this was going to happen. How did this happen? It's already 1230. What? I get it. Yes. I get it. Yes. My mom is like, Hadley, how late did you stay up last night? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Mm, don't worry. So. Like, don't worry about it. What you, no, it's getting so good, you know? I'm fine. It's fine. Sophomore year was just awful. I guess because it was the year after COVID really 
like it was the first kind of normal year back for me and my school is insane they just assigned everything our teachers were not lenient with with us after being like mostly online freshman year so it got hard real fast yes I yeah I agree I believe sophomore year was harder than junior year weirdly because junior year there's less busy work and more actual learning and also I think after COVID just getting hit with like actual high school work sophomore year I was like I could do this. This is fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So um, you said earlier about, because you said I've been, I've moved seven times. My dad just retired after being in the military for 27 years. My dad was also in for 27 years. Hey. Um, yeah. Um, but you said been an army brat all my life up until now. So can you explain why it's so important to be called a army brat or as my mom likes to call us mill kids, which I've never <laughs> heard before. Um, and do you think like, even after our parents who are in the military retire, do you think we quote unquote retire with them? Or do you think we still like carry that? Um, I think being an army is, is such a big deal because it's almost like a recognition of the, the sacrifices that we've made and the stuff that we go through. Like I've heard people say, oh, I don't like being called a brat. Like that's rude and disrespectful, whatever. I don't see it like that. I almost see it as like, you know, I'm an army brat. This is what I've been through. This is what it means. This is what it stands for. Like I can get stuff done. I can do all of this. Like it makes me feel like almost empowered. Um, and I, I just appreciate having my own title. Like I appreciate being appreciated. Um, and it's, it was hard, especially like initially after the retirement to figure out how I felt about still being called an army brat or not being called an army brat because I definitely still am just sometimes it feels like I'm not because I'm not living the way that I used to. And I don't associate the same things with it as much. I, I don't move around a lot anymore. I don't grab it at all anymore, which is different. I don't go on to a school on post. I don't get my ID checked every time I like come in my own neighborhood. It, so I don't associate the same things. So it's hard to like, remember, yeah, I'm still on a rat. I still have sacrificed a lot. Like it didn't go away. It just changed. So, I mean, that's why I appreciate being called that. And I, I guess we do kind of sort of retire when our parents do, but it's like, it's a similar thing. Like when they retire, the stuff that they've done, the sacrifices that they made, it doesn't go away. It doesn't get forgotten, like that their value doesn't decrease, their ability to do good in the world, it doesn't go away. So I just think that's an important distinction to make because it's like the same for us. It's like, we're still amazing people. We still can do amazing things. Like just because we're not moving around does not like mean that we can't still represent the things that an army rat should represent. Fantastic answer. Um, I agree. I have a, like a follow-up question like for that. Um, and you basically already answered it. So even after your dad retired specifically, or even um, just in general, when soldiers retired, I think we would both definitely agree that you can still be just as proud of Absolutely. your military parents, even if they're not currently making sacrifices, because they already have made so many. Of course. I mean, I'm just proud of him. I'm proud of him for what he has done, and I'm proud of him in new ways, because I don't think people give enough credit to how much stuff comes after you have the ceremony or after you get the retirement papers. Like he had find a new job and like 
like have all these interviews and like every time I woke up in the morning he would be like on another call with a potential like employer like giving them his whole resume and I'm just so proud of him for the way that he handled that because I don't think it's talked about a lot or even like at all like all of the VA stuff and the paperwork and it's a lot of paperwork so I'm really I'm just really proud of him for everything that he's done since and everything that he did before. I'm proud of my dad for new things too. So my dad got a degree, but it was like the 90s. So it was like a million years ago. Pretty, It was in <laughs> engineering too. So I'm pretty oh. sure like everything he learned is like outdated and like basically unusable. But he is actually going back to school. He's, oh. um, he's doing, I have no idea how he's doing this or how he found it out. But basically it's not through his company, but he somehow like teamed up with his company and then Kellogg and oh, wow. he's going to business school, fly down like basically every month for two years and then he'll get his business degree. So I'm like, good for you, dad, going back to college. And then my brothers are in college and then I'm in school. And so we're all doing our homework. Definitely proud of him. I don't think any, I did not think about what was going to come after. Like even when I was like nine or 10 and my parents would be like, so what do you think dad would do if when he retired? And I'd be like, he should be an ice cream maker. Okay. So whenever my dad would come home or whenever he was about to go on a deployment or whenever he came back from being deployed, we would always go to Dairy Queen. And so we would Aww. always joke, like when he retires, like, dad, you should buy a Dairy Queen. That's so crazy. Yeah. My dad, we, I think it was pretty serious for a while. We were going to start our own like ice cream business and like have our own store and we were all going to work there. And we had a whole name and a label and everything. We're going to partner with Ben and Jerry's. So that didn't quite happen the way I thought it would, but like no one talks about that stuff for real, like seriously, like they're not that old when they leave the military. Usually like there's a life after the military and I don't think anyone talks about it like at all. It is weird because normally when people think of veterans, they think of like the really old, sweet, like (laughs) Vietnam veterans. It's like, thank you for your service. But Uh it's kind of like when their careers like are over, like, what do they do now? You know, and no one talks about it. What's weird about retirement is that it's really strange when it happens. What were you thinking? Like what went on inside you? Um, Well, I'd kind of already accepted it. Um, I was really happy, like the very first thing, because we'd had a conversation previously about my dad potentially like leaving if he were to stay in the military and just me and my sister and my mom staying here And I really didn't want our family to just like split up like that. So I was really scared that was going to happen. So when they told me, no, he's retiring, we're all staying. I was happy on the level like, oh, we're not moving anymore. And I was happy like, thank God our family is staying together. Like don't have to leave each other. Praise Jesus. (laughs) I was so happy about that. And then like once my dad actually got papers and like it was happening, happening, I was like, oh, this is a thing. And then like the roller coaster kind of started and it was, it was a lot of feelings that I just kind of like, it, they would hit me at random times in the day. Like I was taking a math test, like, oh, wow, I don't have to leave here. That's weird. It's like, hmm, I better get used to these people because I'm going to graduate with them. It's like, exactly. I'm like, wow, I'm going to stay with these people for the next like three, four years. And that's really crazy. Mm-hmm. That has never happened before. It is. You can't mess up anymore because when you're in the middle of like the military life, if you mess up like really bad and you're embarrassed about it, you always have that reassurance like, oh, well, I'm leaving in like a year. So whatever. Like, I don't care what these people think of me. You know, it's comforting. And then when you learn that you're staying, so you're like, 
like I have to make them like me and they have to keep liking me and it's scary or it's like oh my gosh these people knew what I was like in middle school <gasps> like oh no <laughs> like that no it's okay it's actually it's really cool because then you're like these people knew me in middle school and they like they've known me for so long they've known me in so many different things and then they're still choosing to be friends with me so it's also like oh because I know that when I was growing up I was thinking for two years like oh you're really good friends and then it's when you move you're kind of like I don't know if we'll stay in touch um and if you do you know they're actually your good friends um but I think it's also kind of scary to live somewhere and be like what if I lose a friend and it's not because I moved or what if I lose a friend and it's, it's actually because well life and you just slowly grow apart or something bad happens or there's a misunderstanding. And it's kind of just like, Oh, that's kind of, kind of like like a very like, yes, people become friends and then they stop being friends sometimes. And like the fact that it's not always caused by the military was so weird to me. I don't know. It's just weird. What's that movie? The new movie, the Puss in Boots movie. I haven't seen it, but I know the premise. I haven't it's seen like, it either. I know what the premise is. It's I like don't. he has all these lives and he has all these different chances to do things. And then one day he just figures out like, oh, I'm on my last one. Like, I don't get to do it again. Like, this is the last time. And that's what it was like for me. And probably you, I'm assuming. Like, you move here. And then sometime in the middle of being here, you're like, wait a second. I don't get to do it again. Like, wh- you have to like trust that you took all the opportunities that you were given and like to meet people to try new things to to experience new cultures and places and things like I don't get to do it again at least not on the same level and it's that was like suffocating to me when I first realized that I was like wow I really hope that I have taken the opportunities and enjoyed them as much as I possibly could because this is the last time like this is the final place like I don't get another one Mm-hmm. So that the the permanence of that was did not like it at all. How do you feel about it now? Well, after the the ceremony, I think I started to get some like some clarity on how I was thinking and feeling about it. And that's when I wrote the article, the retirement article for Bloom. Um, I definitely felt better about it because once I thought about it, like yes, the fact that I'm not gonna get another chance at whatever this is, like life at school, at friends, like the the fact that I'm not going to get another chance, that is scary. But I do think that I have taken the opportunities that I was given. I think that I have like lived fully to the best of my ability. Like it's not like I'm dying. I'm going to be fine. But I, I started to realize like, okay, this such is life. Other people stay in one place all the time. Like they're fine. Like the fact that I'm staying here does not mean life is ending. Like I can make my own opportunities here like it's not the, it's not over is the thing so I started to realize that I think around the ceremony and it was nice to get some some closure that way too just like listen to all the speeches and like the formal like award stuff I was like huh like okay maybe this isn't so bad I could live like this like where I, I see my dad after school every day that's weird seeing him like in the parking lot to pick me up before I had my license like seeing him in the car was like oh hold on a second that's not whoa Wait. you're not mom <laughs> no no you're not yeah like he'll make breakfast I'm like wait you're here and it's seven in the morning where are you mm. why haven't you been up for three hours already <laughs> why are you How not are you? already at work why have you not yeah. basically done a whole days of work yeah why, and you're why? making a point of how I just woke it up mm-hmm. why are you saying goodbye to me when I leave for school like you should already be gone <laughs> why are you here <laughs> so like it was stuff like that that made me like huh 
I could get used to, like this is nice. And it's not something like it's not this huge scary thing that I thought it was gonna be yet. I mean, like like so far staying here has not been bad, which is surprising to me. Cause I think like as of this summer, I will have lived here the longest that I've ever lived anywhere. How many it's years? I, three years is the longest I've lived anywhere in my whole life. So starting this summer, it'll be like three and counting. And that's like, I keep thinking about that. And I think before I was kind of nervous about it. And now I think I'm kind of happy about it hmm. because I enjoy being here so much. Like now I feel like settled. Like sometimes I still get, why am I still here? Like, when am I leaving? <laughs> Stuff like that. But like, as I've stayed here longer, like it just kind of goes away or it gets less frequent. I don't think about it as much. I feel more like grounded. Yeah, like more. So for military kids, a lot of the times the constant moving and changing, it's actually like, it's really fun and you do your whole life. So it, even though everything is always changing, it's a constant. And so mm -hmm. it's what you're used to. It's kind of like your culture is like, oh yeah, we move every couple of years. We move to new houses. We do this. We um, have soldiers on post. My dad wakes up really like, this is like my life as long as I've lived. But now that we're changing, it's kind of like, oh, this is new. Like, this is something I haven't dealt with before. This is something I'm not used to. But once you get over that, like, initial, like, kind of shock and fear, you were kind of like, oh, I like this. Like, I, I feel grounded. I feel kind of secure. I like the fact that my friends are here. And so it's accepting and, like, finding, like, the joy and the happiness and all the blessings from staying in one place and then as opposed to you can still take all the good from that and you can still miss it. But it's mm -hmm. kind of like, well, now I have all these new opportunities I didn't have before. It's like now you can, you have the chance to be on a volleyball team for four years, which means you yeah. can be captain on the volleyball team. Yep. You can probably like be like, yeah, I played there all four years. I've seen the team grow. I've seen the coaches grow. I've gotten really yeah. close with my coaches. So when you like make like senior year, it's going to be like really big as opposed to like moving somewhere your senior year. No one knows you. You're not captain. They just know you're really good. And then you like just become <laughs> friends with them. And then all of a sudden you graduate and you're like, oh my gosh, college. I completely agree with that. I mean, as a 10 year old, like having to leave my friends, like, it was awful and I felt sad and I was like wow I wonder what it's like for the people who like don't have to do that that's probably so amazing and they're so lucky and then I come somewhere and I live off post where they have lived somewhere for their whole lives and all they want to do is get out and leave and yes. like, I'm like hold yes. on a second stop like do you realize how lucky you are yes so many of my friends um they all want to leave and they all want to graduate and they all want to get out of here and I'm like uh -huh this school is amazing. I'm like, I'm oh. so blessed we moved here. Like, I love this school. I love these teachers. Like, I want to stay here. I don't want to graduate in a year. Like, I, I like being here. And they're just like, mm, no, I'm counting like the days to graduation. Yeah. Yes. And it, no. yeah, just like, no, like, no. Just be grateful. Like, enjoy it while you can. Like, moving isn't always amazing. Like, it is sometimes. But other times, like, when you have no choice about it, that's when it gets a little iffy. I feel like if I did have a choice about it, maybe it would have been a little more, obviously I wouldn't have done anything. Like I wouldn't have chosen to move seven times, but I feel like if I could have picked where we were going or like the kind of house we would have had, if I had any. Or like, if you went overseas, somewhere cool. That's something, that's like one of the things that I'm always like, mm, I never got to live in Germany or Hawaii. No, we, 
excursion was going to Rhode Island, which is actually really cool. And we, it was, it was, it was fantastic. It was a great year. It was really great for our, our family just loved it. My dad basically had a year off. It was like, oh my gosh, he's not deploying. He's at war college. And it was, it was a great year for our family. We loved it. Yeah. Living, living overseas and, or like somewhere that isn't like the continent of the United States is very fun. And I feel like it definitely, like when we lived in Germany and it's like something I can always point to be like that, that is why I enjoy being a military kid. That's why I enjoy, like, no matter how hard it is, that's why I enjoy this lifestyle is like opportunities like that to go somewhere that you never would have gotten to go otherwise. Like I, I went to 27 countries as an eight-year-old, like six, seven, eight-year-old. Like that's a lot. Whoa. <laughs> uh-huh. My gosh. It's crazy. It's stuff like that. Then I'm like that. I never, ever would have gotten to do that. And that makes most, if not everything better. It does. My dad, his last station was the Fort Bragg region. And we were there three years before he realized that he was retiring. Um, But it was just so cool. Cause it's like, we never would have picked to move here. Like personally for me, the biggest blessing is my school and the people God has put in my life because I like, I'm so thankful that I moved so many places because I never would have found these people if I didn't move. A blessing of the moving and retirement is you like find all these amazing people and then you get to continue to be with them instead of having to leave. Yeah, no, I definitely, I see what you mean. Like I had some like really good friends in like eighth grade and then I left and we just like didn't really talk anymore. I mean, like we stayed in touch for a little bit, like a month or two or three. Some of us we stayed in touch for like uh, six months, you know? And then just kind of stopped and it's, it's sad, but like we couldn't relate to each other about anything anymore. Cause we weren't going to the same schools. We didn't have the same teachers or like we didn't know the same people. But now that I'm here, like I know things about what my friends are talking about. Like I know the inside jokes and it's great. Like I know most of the people in my school. I know all the teachers. Like it's really nice to like be a part of something that's so permanent it makes it easier to plan things like, oh, what do you think about senior prom next year? Like, oh, I'm definitely yeah. going to be here. Like, that's, like, like, that's oh, oh, I'll be here. It's like, oh, we can't do, I can't go to this trip this year. That's okay. Cause we can just do it next year. Here, because I'll be yeah. here. Or it's like, oh, ah, I don't have time to do soccer this year, but next year I can join the next team. Year. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, yeah, it's like, yes. Or it's like, this year wasn't my best, but then next year, like coach, don't worry. I'll, I'll be, be back. Here. It's like a redo, like kind of in itself, like mili- the military stat lifestyle gives you a redo artificially, but like when you stay in, in one place, you kind of have a redo naturally because you get to try the same thing again, instead of just starting completely over. And it's kind of nice. It's kind of refreshing to just be like, okay, I can do all the same things. I'm just going to do them a little bit better than I did the first time. Whereas if I was still in the military, like I would just up and leave and do new things for the first time. And it's nice to not have to worry about like a new random obstacles that just pop up. Yeah, definitely. I think there's definitely blessings to both. And I think the key is seeing whether your parents are retired, or whether they're about to retire, whether you're in the process or whether they already have retired, is seeing the blessings in all of them. Because then you can be thankful for what you had and then you can be thankful for what you currently have. And yes. then it will help you be more thankful for what you're going to get. I completely agree. I mean- Something that really helped me, I think, was doing exactly that, just focusing on the positives, staying busy, like not really allowing yourself to like dwell on the negatives. That's not to say like 
to just completely push them out like they don't exist because they do the, the whole transition process is pretty negative it's stressful it like your parents are stressed you're stressed sometimes like mm-hmm. being able to take a step back a little bit and be like okay like ultimately this is a positive thing and is going to be okay just like being able to say that was really helpful to me so to end it miss hadley if you have any final advice or comments or anything you would give to military kids um, whose parents are retiring, are about to retire, or have just retired? Um, let's see. Okay. If your parent is about to retire, pretty much what I just said about staying positive is, is really helpful. Not like artificially positive, just trying to stay relaxed. Just try to be patient with everyone in your family. Like they're all going through the same thing. Like the process sucks but once you get to the end like it does get better and you just have to keep the end goal like in mind um if you miss military life like you're already retired I get it I I know what it's like it it is hard but it does keep getting better like I keep feeling more settled and I keep feeling more connected to like my community and the people around me like I feel more like I'm a part of something like it's okay to miss it it's okay, but it's it's also okay to not miss it. Like as as contradictory as that sounds, it's okay to be okay with being out. Like it's not something that you have to to miss. Um, everyone handles it a little bit differently, I think. And I would also recommend Bloom as a resource. Like not just like for me, writing out what I was feeling really helped me because like I'm a my mom's a big communicator, so when I talk to her about things, like it makes me feel better. Even if I don't want to talk in the moment, just like being able to get it out in some way is very helpful to me. And so Bloom, like being a writer for them is a way for me to get my feelings out about the military. Um, But even like not as a writer, just as a reader, like you can read about people who are going through the exact same thing as you. People make art, you can make art. Like there's a whole bunch of resources. There's a whole community of people all across the nation for you to talk to. There's like representatives from every region, some who like go to your school or go to a school near you. Like there are people who are like you who can help you. And it's a great resource for me. I think you did a very good job of naturally talking about everything needed needed to be talked about. You too. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for listening to the Insect Podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. If you enjoyed this episode, like, share, subscribe, and don't forget to leave us a comment to let us know the topics you want to hear more about. We'd like to give a special thanks again to HEB for supporting this episode, and we hope you will too by giving today's show a five-star rating. For more information about MSEC programs, go to www.militarychild.org. I'm Katie Sellers, and until next time, live a great story.